2: This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs
3: talk starts now. Well, roughly 365 days later, we're ready to be tormented again. Presented by Botano and Skip, it's the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take in an all-encompassing Playoff preview show as you get set for another rendition of the Leafs and the Lightning in the first round. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rozo. What's up, Rosie?
0: What is up, man? Yeah, she's down to the wire now. Last show or two before the plops. I am jacked.
3: So jacked, uh, the Leafs played like a jacked team on Thursday night in the season finale, a 3-2 win. That's beside the point. I'm just happy they escaped that game without major injury, bud.
0: I know that's kind of all you're really watching for. Johnny T was out is about it, but uh, other guys trying to get their cookies and whatnot and yeah, I mean, I don't know for some reason I was a little more a uh, little more nervous uh before that the games before, but um yeah, just bang that one off, get it done with, and uh now on to the promised land of the playoffs.
3: 40 goals for Willie Nylander. Mitch Marner falls just short of 100 again. What did you make of that last, what, three-minute blitz? Uh, the, The goalie pulled, they score, they kick it in, so they end up winning in regulation. But Marner falls short again. He had 97 points last year, 99 this time around.
0: Uh, I know he was looking for his cookies at the detriment of the possible win, but um, going for the empty net or icing it. I mean, he's blowing the zone on that last uh, push by New York, and he's nowhere to be found, and they end up, pretty much scoring on it, but, uh, called yeah. back. I think, I mean, he, I think he would probably prefer that didn't get called back. He'd be out there in overtime looking for an appetizer, a goal, getting, uh, getting his hundred points. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't freaking matter. I mean, there's no, there's just, yeah. just a, there's just, just a number 99, a hundred who gives a shit, but, uh, be nice if he got it, but who cares? I think that, um, that's probably in the back of his mind, but not a big priority at all. You know what it is? It's campfire conversation, and I have to credit Jeff O'Neill for saying this
3: on Overdrive uh, on Thursday that it's down the road someday when he has grandkids, he can tell them he got a hundred points in this league. But something tells me Mitch Marner is going to flirt with that number again. And and I'd have to disagree with you. Like, you know, I never preach selfishness on this show, but a meaningless game eighty-two, go after it. Personal milestones, whether we want to admit it or not, just look at other sports; they're part of the game. And I think sometimes they should be commemorated and adhered to and, and talked about, and and I think Marner should go for it. Like He's had an Im- impeccable year, and I didn't care as much about flying the zone and all that. I know you didn't either. Like That game was so meaningless, man. I laughed about it going in. It was a no-hitter. I think there was three body checks delivered last night.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling him out or talking down to him about it. Yeah. But it's just he's blowing the zone. He's going for the icing. If that was a meaningless was game, horny. I think he would be. Or yeah. If it was a meaningful game, he would have been doing something different out there. But yeah, the, yeah. it's a meaningless game, and he's trying to go get it. And uh, it's just interesting to watch because that's kind of the only thing that anyone was really playing for that had any meaning, which still doesn't even have that much meaning. But trying to get him a uh, hundred, and it's nice to see uh, Willie Knee get uh, his 40th goal as well. That was nice to see
3: oh man nylander was on a different level he was ho- so horny for shots on goal i saw the plus value at that shot prop but i'm like hammer time because you know this guy you know what's looming this offseason rosie we're not going to talk about it but a uh, a contract conversation to be had and when you could show up to the table and say hey i pumped in 40 tucks in this league that conversation is going to be mighty mighty fascinating and he was he was just so horny for shots last night i'd love to see nylander score that goal number 40 on the season remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the leafs nation 401 on youtube if you're watching right now and are not subscribed what the fuck are you doing subscribe at the leafs nation 401 additionally we're available wherever you find your podcast uh leafs morning take where you can search us wherever you find your podcast don't forget as well to visit the leafs for the very latest in all things toronto maple leafs thoughts comments questions or concerns Big day to do that again. We're doing a playoff preview, we're doing a first round preview here. If you got questions, ask us and we'll get to them a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. So, Rosie, keep it in line with the theme of this being a playoff preview and a first round preview. Once again, this matchup, the Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I have a series of questions to ask you, my astute co host on this show. I call it the perfect storm because you start to wonder if it is the perfect storm for the Leafs to finally win a playoff series for the first time since, what, 2004. So my first cue, mm-hmm. are the Leafs ready to exercise their demons, in your opinion?
0: A hundred percent. I think they okay. are. Whew. They've sh- they've showed it all year long. I 100% have faith that they will get through this round. Obviously, anything can happen. It, they have to go do it. But Everything says that they will and they should. I mean, last year they had them to within a goal, game seven, overtimes, all kinds of things going on. And Tampa was a much better team. Toronto was a much worse team. And now the tables have turned and I believe that the Toronto Maple Leafs are a better team than than uh than the tampa bay lightning everything about them says that and i just think it's their time and i think they've got the maturity they've got the depth they've got the grit they've got the goaltending they've got the d they've got the goal scoring and they got they've just got it all to get through the first round i mean if it wasn't for the demons like you say it wouldn't even be a conversation on um whether they can do it or not just talking about the first round with a team of this caliber
3: well, firstly, as you say, every year is different, right? So to carry it from year to year is unfair. Um, as somebody who's covered this team through this entire era, the Dubas era, the Keefe era, I can tell you this is the most confident I have felt about the Toronto Maple Leafs heading into a first-round matchup. I don't care who they're playing. I know the bubble, the pandemic was a different story. I'm still bitter over that loss to Columbus, albeit it happened in the month of August. The Montreal loss, don't get me started. But I call it a perfect storm because you look at Tampa. They've been to three consecutive Stanley Cup finals. Uh, By their standards, they're coming off a so-so, you know, almost pedestrian regular season. The finish wasn't great. Uh, There's some aging guys on that roster. There's not as much depth as previous years. So from that perspective, I just feel very, very confident. At this point in time, I mean, Cal Dubas did everything possible to put this team in position to not only win this series, but to win the Stanley cup. I think it's important to know let's not lose track of the big goal, right? Everybody's going to talk about winning a round. I'm thinking above that. And I think you have to look that way. I don't care if they haven't won a playoff series in 19 years or whatever it is, or they won one last year. You have to have that mindset to begin with that. We're going to do something substantial here. I love the depth. I think the the blue line has been much better as of late. The bottom six has been a great story for me and I believe in Ilya Samsonov. I'll just come out and say it. Um, I think for all those conversations that we ha- will be had over the next couple of days suggesting um, there's such an upper hand when it comes to Tampa in the goaltending situation, I'm going to say no, there's not. I think Samsonov deserves a lot more credit than he's getting right now.
0: Yeah, well, you're uh gonna bring me to my point on the next one, which I'll hold off on, but I, I couldn't agree more. I just think their depth is better. I mean, think of what say what you want about Kyle Dubas, but I mean I mean, we ran into issues. We ran into injury problems. Um, we lost Jake Muzzin. Um, and we brought in some guys to fill those holes. Our bottom six, our depth was definitely helped out. Um, and our goaltending situation, I know Matt Murray didn't Uh, pan out the way we wanted he couldn't stay healthy and and that was the issue but he's covered his ass with uh with Ilya Samsonov and he's he's uh you know produced with flying colors so I I really feel just as confident as you do going in there's no reason to to uh think that they're going to do anything but get past the first round and then continue on with a nice run and, and we'll see what happens
3: so that leads me to my next question can the goaltending hold up what is your level of confidence I just talked about my confidence in Ilya Samsonov um Taking you know everything away from, from Andre Vasilevsky, for the most part, we know what he's going to bring to the table. And I think Toronto has the guns to beat this guy. They've proven it throughout this season. They showed it at bits and pieces through last year in that first round matchup against Tampa. What's your level of confidence when it comes to the goaltending situation? Do you think it can hold up not only in this series, but in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Rosie?
0: Is this my X factor time or are we holding for that? not yet not yet don't get to
3: it just give me a quick little call here in the goaltending we'll move on to the next question then we'll get to the x factor
0: okay I'm, I'm going to hold off because I got something to say for the okay. X factor. But yeah, the goaltending has been solid. They're just a better, well, more well-rounded team, a more mature team, a better led team. I mean, you look at the Leafs in the past. I mean, they're, they're famous for blowing leads. They're famous mm-hmm. for um, not being able to hold on and finish games out. They're famous for not being able to come back when they get behind the eight ball. And none of those things have been an issue. You can count on one hand how many times um they've blown a lead and just completely lost in the third period you can count on one hand how many times you know they've gotten you know maybe a little bit of a slow start and haven't gotten themselves back into the game they've just been a much more mature team this year and it comes from having that depth and the goaltending and the defense and the leadership and it's all just much more well-rounded and I know that last year they had 115 points. I'm scratching my head on how that team even got 115 points but at the end of the day you can scratch out two points here and there but it doesn't mean everything in the playoffs and I mean I know we had a successful year this year in in the regular season and I'm not putting the stock into the playoffs because of the numbers i'm playing i'm looking at the team as a whole and and how they look and how they look mature and how they look experienced and and ready for for the task at hand and i I believe in this group right now and i would be i mean i know it's happened before and they've been plagued but i would be absolutely shocked if they didn't uh, come out with a good run in the playoffs this year
3: so the thing that really stands out for me, among other things, is the power play. And you know, toe-to-toe, Tampa can match you power play for power play. And obviously, discipline is going to be a big-time buzzword throughout this se- series, whether it's going into Game 1 coming up on Tuesday night or in Game 7, where everything matters the most, potentially. Toronto's power play has really, really let them down. You know, there's always that conversation about the regular season. They're a regular season juggernaut. We know things dry up a bit in the Stanley cup playoffs and history does tell us, uh, tell us that as well. And I'm curious, even from the Edmonton perspective, they have an unbelievable power play. How will it do when it matters most in the Stanley cup playoffs? But it's crazy to even say, because Toronto's power play has been so dominant, Rosie, for such a long period of time, but I'm very, very curious to see if they can hold up their end of the bargain with all these studs on the power play. Can you score that big power play goal? And what are those numbers going to look like? Cause you look at, The last five or six or seven years, regular season to postseason, it's like night and day when you look at the power play numbers.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this day and age, the power play is so important. I mean, games are won and lost on yeah. that all the time. That's why discipline's such a factor. And to be honest with you, the refing this year has been inconsistent and it's tough to know what's going to be called night in and night out. And I usually go into playoffs and it's, it's heavy and it's physical and it's big hitting and there's scrums and, um, you know, you got to expect them to let you play a little bit more in the playoffs. But at the same time, you got to figure out where that line is and i think that um you know we are not the most physical team in the world we are fairly disciplined but you got a guy like michael bunting who's gonna have you know a cory perry is gonna be under his skin and and testing those limits and cory perry is like one of the best guys at straddling that line and and getting guys to to bite and, and bunting is going to have to be important uh, and be disciplined, sorry, to stay out of the box. That's going to be very important this year. And, you know, nonetheless, there's going to be power plays on both sides. And we know what Tampa's power play is capable of. We know what ours is capable of and whether they can put it together in the playoffs or not. I mean, that's why we play it to find out, to see what we got. And, you know, with the firepower going on, if they can get anything click and they're going to be dangerous as well.
3: Let me ask you this from a Tampa perspective. Who concerns you the most or who should concern you the most if you're Sheldon Keefe or just a general fan watching this series? Who would it be for you?
0: Uh, You know, you got Kucherov. I think he's so well-rounded. He can get physical. He can bang. He can get right in there gritty, and he's also just phenomenally talented. Um, so he's a guy to watch for sure that could be their X factor. And obviously, Andre Vasilevsky is a premier goaltender yeah. who if he decides to stand on his head, um, he can be one of those goalies where you can throw the kitchen sink at the guy and the team can have a shitty performance in front of him and he can just steal the show and win the game on his own shoulders. He's capable of that. So, I mean, if that happens, that's going to be tough to run into. But at the end of the day, um, you got to solve that problem and, and get it by him and, and not allow him to have that game by just continuing to pepper him and, and work the power play and get shots on and get traffic and get him off his game and not allow him to steal a game
3: aside from Vasilevsky there's actually two guys that come to mind for me uh, number one is Braden Point maybe the quietest 51 goals you'll see if you do remember didn't play game six or seven last spring and Tampa still found a way behind Nick Paul and his brilliance late in that series and of course we all know what Vasilevsky and his numbers he puts up late in the series and the other guy I would bring up is by far the number one defenseman playing in this series and that's Victor Hedman. Having said that, he hasn't looked headman like throughout this season, but night and day, it's, he is the best defenseman in this series from a matchup standpoint. I'm very curious to see who Sheldon Keefe, at least on home ice, puts against Victor Hedman, but he's just one of those guys. There's a reason why he's one of the best on the planet, right, Rosie?
0: Yeah, he's big, he's strong, he's smart, he's poised, he can skate, he can move the puck and he's got experience coming out the yin yang. He is uh he's a dangerous defenseman and he's a huge asset to their team. And and I mean what he's got, what that whole group's got left in the tank, I mean it is a grind you go through you know two Stanley Cups plus an extra final and the covid bubble and the condensed seasons and these guys have been going and that can wear on you physically and mentally and and we'll see how much pushback they got cuz you know they're up against a Maple Leafs team that is bloody hungry they are good they are pissed off they've got something to prove it's going to be no no small task for them to uh to step up to the plate and to win this series but again they've got that experience and that uh that pedigree that 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 says they're capable of doing it so just so many reasons to be pumped about this series man I I literally can't wait
3: yeah the big moment in this series and and this this show that you've been waiting for the x-factor conversation you brought up the name uh that I think you're going to head towards and that's the crease but I ask you this Rosie who's the biggest x-factor
0: for the Leafs in your opinion in this series To me, I mean, as soon as we talked about this segment, uh, my mind went straight to Ilya Samsonov. And, you know, I just, again, playing in this market and being part of the Maple Leafs and their history and whatnot – All I'm hearing is, do they have the goaltending? Do they have the goaltending? His numbers are better than Vasilevsky's. His save percentage is better. His goals against average is better. He's been standing on his head for seven months now, playing so solid and so poised and giving the team a chance to win every single game. And he still gets the questions of, do they have the goaltending to do it? Well, he's not proven. Every goaltender who's ever been great, every Hall of Famer, every Stanley Cup champion, every Conn Smythe winner, And every Vesna recipient has started off young and unproven. And it's what have you done for me lately? I don't give a shit about the COVID bubble where you're in a hotel room where you can't even go across the hallway to hang out with your buddy and you get an hour a day to walk around in the courtyard like a goddamn maximum security prison. I don't give a shit what he did during that time. I really don't. I care about what have you done for me lately over the last 82 games and he has been solid and I have tons of faith in him. His numbers are better than Vasilevsky and he's constantly giving this team a chance to win. I think he could easily be the X factor in this series. But I'm frozen again.
3: I'm going to go with the uh, the fact daddy. Uh, the fact daddy, Ryan O'Reilly, the 2019 my Trophy winner because of his versatility, his pedigree, his track record, the resume. I'll give a, a shout out as well to Michael Bunting. But you look at what they brought in and the reason why they brought in Ryan O'Reilly to put this team over the top, to help in big moments, to play that matchup game, to play that shutdown type role. I just believe so much in the player. We even saw it late in the regular season. finishes up the regular season with 11 points and four goals in 13 games. I just think Ryan O'Reilly can be that guy who puts Toronto, a team like Toronto, not only over the top against Tampa, but in general, moving forward from a matchup point of view. I think it's going to create havoc and problems, Rosie, for the opposition.
0: Yeah, big time. I mean, just watching him, you You notice him when he's on the ice all the time. You can tell when he's out there. You see him. Um, He's effective in so many different ways. And he's just got a presence about him. And that's exactly what they did. They brought him in to bring them over the top. And, you know, we're talking here about the playoffs for how long? And we haven't even mentioned Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or Nylander or Tavares. And we've been talking for quite a while here about these players and what the, what they can bring to the team. And that just shows the depth that they have. And he, he be him being out there kind of, frees up Matthews and doesn't like last year, we were just putting all the pressure on them saying, score two goals for us tonight and win the game for us. And I mean, that's a lot to ask against these opponents in the Stanley cup playoffs. And, you know, they don't have to have that pressure on them so much. And I think that will free them up to jump out and be the superstars that they are. They're just so deep and there's so many stars and, and a hundred percent, you bring out Ryan O'Reilly and he just puts them over the top and really rounds out their, their forward core very nicely.
3: I mentioned the name Michael Bunting, too. I think if you do remember, he was really, really banged up. He was nowhere close to healthy for that series against Tampa. And I think you look at a the term X factor, I think it's written for a guy like Michael Bunting. Now, we've been talking at nauseum the last little while about Bunting. How does he play his game to his benefit? Uh, how does he not cross that line? The officiating is going to be a big story in the series as well.
0: Yeah, if if Bunting's going to be a factor, I want him to move his feet like crazy be as physical as possible don't back down from anything when you get challenged and stop fucking diving and laying on the ice and flipping on your (laughs) back and doing barrel rolls on the ice no you're not fooling anybody and you already have the reputation so not only are you going to get the calls but you're going to get the opposite benefit of the doubt where they're going to be watching for you to pull that shit so stay on your feet play tough play as hard as you can, don't back down, hit everything and just be so involved in the play that you're just consumed by it. And you are going to find those soft spots. Uh, Goals are going to get banged in off of you. You're going to find, you know, seams and set up plays and you're going to be so involved and and you're going to be a factor. Just don't get caught up in the bullshit of trying to draw penalties or any of that. Move your feet. That stuff will come. They're going to be all over you and, and you'll be a factor this year.
3: That segment was brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip using the promo code TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app. You get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up Game Time Eats across the GTA and Ontario in the lakes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great, Rosie. As we look at the upcoming schedule, all we know is we have this conversation right now is Game 1 and 2 will take place at Scotiabank Arena on Tuesday and Thursday night. Um, what's your level of concern now with, with Ilya Samsonov, the time off, and what would that leash look like, right? Because you look at the goaltending matchup in that series. I know Vasilevsky skipped some games late in the season But knowing Joseph Wall has won six straight games, knowing how the crowd and everybody feels about Joseph Wall, what's that leash look like for a guy like Ilya Samson?
1: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices you have an Airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: it's long I mean he's their number one yeah. goalie he's played the best his numbers are fantastic and and he's got confidence and poise. And what I love about him the most is how confident he looks in the net and that he gives like a calming presence in the D zone. He's never scrambling. He's never out of position. He's he's just poised and confident. And that that reverberates through the lineup and, and through that D zone when when you're getting peppered and, and you're stopping so many goals. And I think he's capable of making that big save that that saves the game. And and I think he's proven that. So I think his leash is long and it, He's certainly not on a short leash. Why the hell would he be on a short leash? I don't even know why we're talking about it. Wall's great, and that's great. And I have confidence in him backing him up. But Ilya Samsonov, as far as I'm concerned, barring any major injury, I, I believe that he's going to be the guy that's going to play every single game in this series. And uh, and there's no reason, barring any disaster, for you even to be talking about Joseph Wall going in because Sammy's been so good all year, and, and he's the guy.
3: Yeah, I understand that. It's just uh, when you get to the pressure cooker of the Stanley Cup playoffs, on a game by game basis, you just never know what's going to happen. That's why I'm all—I'm just bringing it up because every year, it seems more and more now in the time of of volatility and the time of analytics. Uh, with exception of a couple teams, you know they're going to start every game. There's just always this this ability by coaches to be like, you know what we're going to go to the next guy or another guy in between the pipes to change the momentum, change the look. And and you look at Wall, I, I mean, you know this. I, I can tell you right now the conversation's coming. You know, Grant, if the Leafs lose a game, it's going to start getting out there. I'm just telling you from my experience covering this team, the media and that perspective. But I'm with you. I think there's got to be a substantial leash on Ilya Samsonov. First and foremost, you brought it up. Like, this guy has earned this opportunity. Matt Murray aside, even if Matt Murray was healthy right now, which he never is, Ilya Samsonov, profoundly is the guy. So you get that out of the way. Number two, Joseph Wall, small sample size in the league. So even after a loss, I I think it's an afterthought. I think you ride and die with a guy like Ilya Samsonov, which leads me to my other question. Matthew Nyes, your assessment through three games, Rosie. We talked about this a bit yesterday, but would you have Matthew Nyes in your game one lineup or would you have him as a guy on your bench right now, just chill out, maybe at at the first crack or a first loss, you insert him in your lineup?
0: I would play him game one, a hundred percent. He is yeah. dynamic. He is strong. He's, he's ready. He just looks so good out there. And I mean, a little bit of uh lack of experience. Okay. That's the knock on him right now, but th- it's through no fault of his own. It's just, that's up in the air. He hasn't been tested in the playoffs. So wh- what is he going to do? How is he going to look? Well, there's only one way to find out, but if you're trying to just on paper, look at names and look at players that can play for you and you're going to put together the best 20 man roster that you can put together for the playoffs to give yourself the best chance to win and you leave that guy out i think you're i think you're making the wrong call he is he is by far one of the top 20 guys that should be in that lineup and there's more than one guy that i would take out for matthew Nyes, and if he's not in in game 1 then i think they're just uh I I wouldn't be able to justify it or explain it after seeing what he's capable of in this league already.
3: Fair enough. Okay, let's get to the Botano wrap-up. It's presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. And tonight, Rosie, I'm going to look at the uh, Blue Jays game, the Tampa Bay Rays in town, 13-0. It really, really is insane. And for me, very comparable to the NHL, the Boston Bruins just steamrolling the opponent uh, through the regular season, now it's happening to another Toronto sports franchise in the form of the Tampa Bay Rays. So they visit town on a Friday night. Patios are open. Great weather. I'm going to take the Jays' money line. Plus money, as you see on your screen right now. Plus 112. I know it's an iffy uh, pitching matchup. Jose Barrios was good like two years ago. Drew Rasmussen's had a really, really good start. But I'm going to favor the home side because you look at that round number, 13-0 and for Tampa. They have to lose eventually, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a hell of a run. I know baseball, you're a little bit different. You're playing every day and you can kind of sneakily rattle, you know, five, seven, eight off. And uh, these guys have been doing it for a while here. So they're hot, but yeah. um, Runs like that are born to be snapped soon enough. And it's kind of a nice little thing this weekend where uh, Tampa, Toronto, which is uh, the big name in hockey right now around that part. So why not put a Mm -hmm. bet on it uh, in the baseball world?
3: All right, just to wrap with the chat here, it's hot and heavy as per usual, feeling good on a Friday. Jody writes in, hello, guys, great show. Mitch will get his 100 next season. Okay, I can I can deal with that. Uh, Sean writes in, that game sucked. Give me more temp. I totally agree. That was like a no-hitter of epic proportions. Michael writes in, N- Nyes will sniff 100. That's a hot take right there. Frank, only mm-hmm. if he's sniffing Mitch. <laughs> I love the back and forth here. In the chat, uh, Tim says, what's up? What's going on, Tim? Sean, uh, Tampa's game looks like worn out first baseman's glove. That's fair enough. As a guy who played one bagger my whole life, I can attest to that. I went through a couple. The ball hits the glove a lot. I get it. Uh, Hedman looks like 65% Hedman. I wouldn't go that far. I do think there's a bit of a, a switch to be flipped with this Tampa team. Eric writes in, man, I don't care how Tampa's playing right now playoffs Tampa is a different team how would you speak to that rosie because i think there's value in in that comment
0: yeah for sure i mean i think if anyone knows the regular season is only so valuable it's those guys and they know what to do in the playoffs and um yeah they're not the tampa of old they don't look like it but what's left in the tank uh mentally and physically and are they waiting to turn it up and are they gonna you know be the Tampa of old in the playoffs yet to be seen We don't know, but all we do know is they have the pedigree they have the experience. Uh, they haven't shown it that much this year, but that's kind of irrelevant. I think if if Toronto plays their game and they get what they need out of the players and and play up to their capabilities and play together and have that uh, that gel and that momentum going and and play like they have shown over the last 82 games, I think they're going to be, the team that comes out on top. But again, that's why we do this is to find out and, and to see. And it's yet to be seen. But um, again, my money's on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm jacked up, Rosie. Coming up on Tuesday is uh, game one of this series. Again, we know
3: game two will be Thursday. And I'm sure we'll find out maybe on Friday, as early as Friday, when the rest of the series will take place. So we got one final show, one final dress rehearsal. It's going to be like game 82 coming up on Monday. And then it gets going for real on Tuesday, Rosie.
0: For sure, man. Can't wait. One more little uh, tinker. Hopefully some new info comes out about schedules and lineups and all the rest of it. So uh, one last kick at her on Monday and then it's going for real, man. Can't wait. We've come a long way from
3: Rosie opening every show with somebody fucking do something out there. If you do recall the first 45 shows from the start of October to mid-November that you were echoing. I was about to make you a shirt like the one I got done. Someone make a trade. Somebody fucking do something. But you haven't said that in a long, long time. They're doing a lot right now.
0: They've been doing something. They've been listening. (laughs) They must watch the show.
3: Very much. It's piped in in the room. We got we got Schenner now there, so Schenner's piping the show in the room. We, we know Jed Alexander was on the show yesterday, so uh, excellent job. Have a great weekend, uh, everybody, and we'll talk on Monday. Take care. It's almost here. See you Monday. Bye.